your shit together. I don't want to pee next to a woman with a curtain. So let's just explain that to people who may not have been to sneakers if because it is the only forward past this part. It's the only bathroom in America like this, I feel like, where oh, yeah. it's two stalls next to each other, neither has a door. And, and you have to walk through one to get to the other. Yeah, so you could be walking past a girl who's sitting on the toilet, open door. There's one curtain that goes across from the edge of one stall to the wall. And then when you pull back that curtain, you walk through and there's a toilet with no door, it's another half wall, and then another toilet with no door. So, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and if you are that fucking bitch that sits in the first toilet you need to be arrested yeah because you are wanted for murder that yes. is ridiculous if you're a solo peer so sometimes when you're really drunk you go with your girlfriend mm-hmm. and you're like oh my god we're both peeing next to each other i can see you oh, wow. <laughs> um <laughs> but if a you're, very formative moment yes but if you're solo yes you should go to the back toilet and most people just like wait even if. And then you're just like out in the open yes. and anyone can watch you. It's kind of like bathroom. a female urinal, really, it when you really, think about it. Yeah. And no, everybody just think about that for a second. But That's like, not there for a reason. But like, at least on a urinal, like you can like have your back to everyone and no one's seeing you right. really. Where this is not that. Yeah. You could, that sounds you horrible. You could gaze right into someone's Gucci if you wanted no, to. No, thank you. Right I, into it. This is reminding me of like. Uh, <laughs> into it. When I was a kid, I went to my brother's football game and the high school that the game was at did not have doors on the stalls but i luckily had a little brother and i was like you're just gonna stand and watch because but not everyone has that you yeah. know yeah and that sounds like really vulnerable it's more it it's definitely more akin to like the trough situation in some old school men's bathrooms oh, yeah which that's is, like, those are insane. gross that's disgusting you're like all peeing in a trough yes, with ice in your it dicks and looking at out like dicks. around in a circle those things have to be <laughs> grandfathered ice? in they can't Why? i don't Why know are, we the, are the yeah is the ice absorbing the disgusting the potency know, of your I've, urine I'm, I think, it, a letter. I think, I think maybe like a, they're just like, this is where we're going to get rid of our ice. Or I think it's a game for dudes. They're like, hey, let's, let's make it melt. <laughs> Can we get it melt How many cubes you melt, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things are horrible. And they don't, you can't make a bathroom like that anymore. So no. I'm assuming the sneakers bathroom was like grandfathered well, into. It is they're like, this the is from. the smallest room in America yeah. with a very large hallway. If they had less hallway, they might be able to put you, a door in. You could 100% renovate that bathroom they choose not to and you know why because they're investing in the cheese ball supply which i appreciate because I'm okay with that. I'm okay. the cheese balls at sneakers make the weird bathroom experience worth it Truly. it all balances yeah. out it, it really okay does. all right back to karaoke yeah Ugh. so i love the one karaoke song that i always look for and have yet to find is outstanding by the gap band outstanding girl you knocked me out You've oh, never heard that no. song. You need to go listen to the Gap Band. Um, the song that I did at MRM uh, at the p- agency party that I was at, the first one I did was uh, September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Good. Okay. Classic. That's a good song. People love that song. And just so you know, this will shape my future karaoke performance yes it's like if you know all the words hey that's another tip that's really Don't important be like oh yeah i know the chorus i totally know this song if you can't think of the verse in your head oh yeah use your phone look it up and then read the lyrics and if you don't know how they go don't sing that song because the worst thing is when you get up there and you're just like I totally know the first two lines, and then the rest of it, you're like, uh-uh. or yeah, because we the all chorus. know exactly yeah. what's going on Me here. Me and my cousin found out the hard way. We do not know the words to "Man in the Mirror." Oh, that's a jam of mine. Oh, it Girl. is. Oh, by the way, that's one I of my love that song. And I was like, oh yeah, I know the words. We got up there, we're like, 
man in the mirror <laughs> like dead silence. oh man that is a, that's a throwdown jam of yeah, mine well, i have a karaoke alias it's miss jean ooh, jean is miss my middle jean. name okay and so for some reason in college back to the time frame here that became my karaoke name was miss jean so to this day i still write miss jean whenever i do karaoke that's absolutely that's perfect. a miss jean classic man in the mirror i like throw down on man okay. in the mirror well you would it's worth learning it let's do it in the basement okay we will um, and then you can do it at I, can, Ghost yeah. or I can have a yes. recoming of me doing um, that in the mirror. I also used to do um, Want to Be Starting Something by Michael Jackson. That's a good okay. It's tough, but if you can like commit, that's the other thing too is commit. I hate when people walk off at the end. If there's still words, and I don't care if it's the same word 17,000 times, you sing that yeah. fucking song. You, no Did one Michael put a Jackson gun to your just head. Like, give up yeah, when no. he was done? <laughs> No, he's saying every mama say mama sama makusa all the way to the end. <laughs> you do the same. You do not leave until it says music vault at yes. the end. <laughs> yeah, that's a real that's thing. You have choice. to finish the Sound song. Choice, yeah. <laughs> and then there's always those people that like you can tell like don't really know this song, but they're like, this is so funny and ironic. Yes. Like, ha ha ha. But then like maybe it's out of their range and then it just sounds horrible. And yes. then it's like, this is all fucking mess right. yes. the you, effect that you try to have you failed yeah. yeah do you know the little bar on hilton in ferndale that's like shaped like a house what is that place called and it's right by uh tim and jess's house and they have karaoke in there and those people take Warlow's? it seriously i think it is Warlow's. yes i've, I've karaoke at literally every place in this city yeah yes i've karaoke at Warlow's. i think i had a one weird experience there sometimes you know Mama gets a mic. She gets to talk it. She had a few drinks. I think that was my last Warlow's experience. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I re- recall it fondly. Yeah. Do you like a performer that really has put some thought into it and like sings it like the singer? Or do you like someone who performs the song? So I don't like when someone is a really good singer and they get up there knowing they're a really good singer and they just want to show the bar what a good singer they are. That's not what this is for. I completely agree with that. It's like, that's fine. You can be a good singer. Hooray for you. I'm sorry you never lived out your dream to its fullest because that's what this is showing me, that this is all about for you. I'd rather have the worst singer in the world up there Uh um, having like the best time of their life. That's finishing the song. Yes, yes. Um, Our friend Nuvere is one of my favorite karaoke performances. And she, girl, isn't like the best singer in the world. Let's be honest, Nuvere. I love you. You aren't going on American Idol. We all know this. She's the best person to watch. She like loves these songs. The way she sings them is hilarious and heartwarming and fun. Like I would rather watch someone like that all day yeah. than like the girl who tried out for American Idol seven times and didn't make it. Yeah. But I she was agree. really good in her high school performance of whatever. <laughs> when Nuvera and I went to Omaha, we sang um uh, Zombie by the Cranberries Great. and we hopped around that fucking yes. bar as if this was like an upbeat yes. song yes. and still to this day that's our uh, outro music and yes. everything when we perform together. Yeah, Nuvere and I did a lot of karaoke together. Hosted a lot. She was at many if not all of my karaoke time during this portion of my life. Uh, what was your favorite performance? 
of hers? Of yours. Oh, God. Okay, so one, I, I probably have like a top five. One was when I sang um, Midnight Train to Georgia at my friend's wedding, and I got two of, so he had two friends who sang it one time at like the Comet Bar in Detroit randomly, and it stuck in my mind. I was like, these dudes know all the backup all the pips parts of this song and i was like hey you guys oh let's sing this together and i nailed it they nailed it the whole place that my favorite part of doing karaoke is when you kind of like look around at the bar and everyone's just like oh my god like hitting their friend like do you see this this is really good yes yes (laughs) it's like the everything in my soul it's like this is what i was born to do why can't karaoke be a thing i get paid a lot of money for um I did hear that like Tiffany Haddish, that's kind of how she got her start was like not karaoke, but she was like the party girl. She was. Yeah. Yeah. They would hire her to just like get the party going. I was like, I should be the party girl. I think you would excel at that. Uh, Where's that job? Right. Listeners. Yeah, Everyone not in Phoenix. That. Should yeah. do like mazel or bar mitzvahs. She, she talked and stuff. about that on, I believe my next guest That's is. That's where I saw it. And then she was like, after she talked about that, people were like sending her photos of her hosting their bar mitzvahs. Oh my god, it was hilarious. Yes, I, I feel- just learned that she was asked to be in the movie Get Out, and she turned it down because she doesn't want to do horror movies. Oh, oh. Hmm. that would have altered her career path. Yeah. yeah, I think she's doing fine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, she's good. She's good. So, Midnight Train. I'm trying to think. There was a, a couple that I had in mind when you asked that question. Um, but I'm drawing a blank now. Let's um, see. Do you think Nothing's Gonna Stop Us is a good karaoke song, or is yes. it too obvious? No, that's a good one. That's, that's a pro. That's the one that I've had in my mind. Like, the next time I do karaoke, that would be a good one. Yes. Yeah. It's also, a duet, though. You need someone to do it with I'll you. Be there well, for you. you could, or Detox. You know Detox, right, from Drag yep. Race? So, Drag... Detox from Drag Race does an amazing drag performance of that song that I got to see live at Menjo's when I saw her at Menjo's. And it was oh, the best. Wow. And Menjo's. she came out and she just stood there for the boy part and did not say a word. And then only did the girl part? Just frozen and then lip sync the girl part and it was the best. And okay. I would totally die if someone did that at karaoke. Wow. Like did a duet and did not sing the other part. That would be so <laughs> funny to me. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Um... God, what are some of the other ones? I'm totally drawing a blank. I'm going to kick myself listening back. Because there's just been so many. Just like super fun. Like this MRM thing was super fun. Everyone was like, who is this person? Does she even work here? Like, I no. saw the videos on your story. <laughs> and the fact that now looking back, those people didn't know you. Yes. Makes those Oh, and they were the like all laughing, ever. right? Yes. Like, that was probably hilarious. They are like, who is this person? I was uh. like, I'm Amber Hunt, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I am freelance. <laughs> You don't need to know me, but you will. I am blossoming right now. That's great. Yeah, that's great. All right, so that was your seedling. Now we're going to go into our final pillar segment. Yes. The sage stage. The sage. Oh, smoky, just cleansing. Just like wise. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I am a mom, as we discussed now in this sagey time of my life. I had children, <laughs> I procreated. Um, and I think kind of the biggest thing for me right now is we live in Detroit and we're sending our girls to Detroit public schools. Um, and that has been a journey for me, just like a 
the decision to move to Detroit. You know, we were like, oh, we want to like get a house and like there's you can get so much more for your money. And we really love Detroit and we want to invest in the city. And so let's move there. And we had a kid and everyone's all like, oh, you have kids like the stuff people will say to you. About it's kids in schools just and stuff. all of it. Detroit, period. Like, I remember someone I used to work with, a fat cat that I used to work with, was like, <laughs> you know, that's why I call anybody who's like C-suite or higher, because uh, that's what they are, um, was like, oh, you're moving to Detroit? Okay, well, you know, you can't live there forever. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know, maybe. Well, and she's like, but, I I could she's like, but you know, you can't send your kids to school there. And I'm like... Well, well, we might do that too. <laughs> Guess what, everyone? Lots of people have done that, and they might be black and not like you, but yeah. people do it. And guess what? Their kids are okay, yeah. and everything yeah. is fine. You racist piece of shit! Like it's Ugh. what I said in my head. Um, <laughs> I just go. Well, what uh-huh. that cat out loud? Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, "I'm out of here." Thank <laughs> <Bad> you. <cat. laughs> um, but so yeah, like I think moving to Detroit really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, the narrative that is told about the city, I think, you know, especially in the communities that grew up here and fled, right? Like, I don't have that same perspective. Like, my family is not from here. They didn't go through the whole white flight. I wasn't fed the horror stories of Detroit, like, mm-hmm. you know, my whole life or whatever. And so, um, but I think that those narratives still obviously, like, are very strong yeah. here. Yeah. And so... <laughs> hearing all of that stuff and then moving to a community where like we instantly felt super embraced and welcomed and neighbors who talk to each other and hang out with each other and like have each other's backs and look out for each other. It was just like something that was just like, wow, this is like unlike anywhere I ever lived in yeah. even Ferndale, which is like a friendly, fabulous yeah. place. And you are Miss Neighborhood. I do. I, yeah. I'm just like very social. I think going back to my earlier story, it was one of my coping mechanisms is just being a very extroverted, like I'm just going to go, go, go and be doing all the things all the time. Like help me sort of just like avoid some of the trauma that I experienced. So it's just stuck with me to be this very like right. wherever i am whatever i'm doing i'm just like fully in it right um, which i can fully uh i am the exact same way yeah and me and my brother are the exact opposite too he's ah. very introverted and i'm just like talk to me <laughs> <laughs> so i get that fully maggie we are like twins we truly are um so yeah we and then you know i had kids and so i was like looking into the school stuff and i got very involved in this uh invested in this facebook group called uh integrated schools which is a community nonprofit talking about the importance of integration and how integration should kind of be a focus of white people it shouldn't be up to black people to be expected to integrate and be bust and all these things but white people also have the choice and the ability to integrate into schools thoughtfully and mindfully and not with this whole i'm going to take over and make the school better but just like i'm going to be here because it's to the benefit of everybody my child and everybody else's children too yeah um so doing all of that having all of that on my mind and then actually being in a detroit public school where you know for the most part everything is really good it's very very good for my daughter she's learning and making friends and having a great experience she's in pre-k so it's like you know they're just like hanging out with each other most of the time and you know she's in a montessori program and um she's definitely learning more than in any of her daycare that she's ever been in so that's like totally fine and then also seeing the challenges that the school systems are faced with that's the part that like weighs on me the most is like seeing firsthand 
the need, the disparity between schools in Detroit versus suburb schools that have yeah. so mm-hmm. much in abundance versus these schools that need so much and they don't have half of what they need. It's not even like money. It's like teachers, volunteers, like all of these things that um, social workers, you know, that kind of like support for the trauma that a lot of these kids who are in poverty and in just crazy situations. So, you know, they need that and they don't have it in the school system. And so just reconciling with all of that has been a very like thing for me. It's like an all consuming thing. Whenever I'm like talking about stuff, somehow it always comes back to schools. And my husband's always like, you got to know your audience. Everyone doesn't care about this. But that should be a part of, that should be a part of every audience. You know, like I, I think that there literally are groups of people that just do not think that education is that important. Yeah. Or and it starts young. Yeah. Like with, your kids in pre-K. Yeah. And they don't have kids, so they just don't care. And I mean, yeah. I was the same way. when I Before I had kids, I was just like, whatever. Like, not something I'm going to, like, think about. But now that I do have kids, I'm sort of like, not just for my kids. Like, it's like, this, what's happening in this country? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but it's crazy. She's peeking. She's peeking. <laughs> We're all peeking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's crazy. And it's completely unfair and inequitable. And the solution of charters and privatizing education isn't it. No. And the, the argument that, like, enrages me the most is well, you know, there are people who, like, just leave this community. Like, if you aren't getting the education that you want in this community, you have choices in today's society, just leave. And it's like, A, people can't just leave. That's just not an option for many people. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into just leaving. Yeah, Yeah. and, you know, there's no... 100% of people are never going to be able to just leave. So there will always be people suffering in systems if we don't equally invest in all of these systems. And, you know, going back to my earlier story of like, you know, I think you could look at me and being like, oh, my gosh, like she endured all this trauma and she seems like a very well-adjusted, happy person. You would never say to somebody else who lost their parents, look at Amber. She figured it out why can't you figure it out you would never dream of saying something like that but for some reason we feel like it's okay to say stuff like that to like poor people where it's like joe down the street he was poor and look at him now he got out anybody can just pull themselves up by their bootstraps and it's like no that's not how it works yeah everyone can't do that most ignorant like privileged people right i think that you know all of these different just narratives that exist around all of these things you know it's something too that i've been trying to sort of take a step back with this political climate and be like okay what is it that's like making people think this way and believe these things and i think the biggest thing that i found is our society is set up in a way that like you don't have to face this stuff you don't have to face poverty unless you want to you know like you have to actively make a choice to go into a situation that you aren't directly a part of to say okay i'm gonna observe and you know think about this and learn and challenge my own biases about what you know this situation is like um and so having done that has made it's probably been the most vulnerable thing that i've done just thinking about all of this different stuff and figuring out how do i fit in how do my kids fit in and what can we do to make an impact that's good for everybody not just my kids right so 
Yeah, and that's going to be very valuable for your daughters to grow up in that sort of environment where, like, for me personally, I grew up in Livonia, which was, like, literally, I think, the whitest city in the United States, like, in the late 90s. It's not anymore, but it's, like, still one of the whitest places. And then I did, um, have you heard of Cityer? Mm-hmm. So I did city year my first year after school and then I worked in a school in Harper Woods for a whole school year and it was like a crazy eye-opening experience and I was also just like this is nuts that I'm like 22 and I'm just now like being exposed to like how incredibly different yeah. these children's experiences are from my own personal experience. Yeah. It's right. so heartbreaking like they don't have the resources, they don't have the support that I grew up with and it's just like that's not their fault and it's like a disgusting cycle that they're kind of trapped in. Yeah, for right, sure. Right. Um and, you know, I think that many people recognize that, but it's like what are we doing about it, you know? And like for me, it's like it's sort of like um take the red pill or whatever it is, a matrix or when the curtain is pulled back on Oz, it was like, once I saw really see what's happening here, it's like, how can I feel okay with contributing to a system that I know is completely inequitable and fucked? Like, how could I in good conscience be like, Oh yeah, I'm just gonna, it's, that's too bad for them. But my kids, I got to get the best for them. You know, it's like, I can't do that. It's crazy. And I've also talked to lots of kids who, you know, white kids who've gone to um, inner city schools and grew up and they're great. Yeah. They're doing fine. Right. So it's like this fear of like, oh, what's going to happen to my right. kid? Right. Are they going to swear and join a gang and like yeah. ruin their lives? It's like, um, I'm pretty sure they'll all be fine. And, you know, I think addressing those biases that you have and getting to know the families like that's the other thing is like there's definitely families in our school that have a lot of challenges and stuff but i've also met so many families who all they want is the best for their kids and when you look at like the data that shows like people moving their kids around to different schools in detroit they're doing that partially like there's some you know mobility challenges and housing challenges and stuff that certainly play into that but there's also parents who are like desperately trying to find the fit for their kid right and they're doing that because they're invested and they're good parents and they want the best for their kids so there's this whole narrative about like detroit parents don't care that is false like i've met so many parents who care so much and there's so much more at stake for their kids and i feel like art is at stake for mine so it's not about like oh i'm doing like that's one of the things that i find challenging too and people when i talk to people about this they're like oh you're doing such a good thing you're doing such a good thing amber i'm like it's not about what i'm doing right (laughs) it's about like what is the right thing to do and you know it's not just about the benefit that i may be getting as an adult woman being in this situation or my kids might be getting but it's just like the community as a whole we have a school in the middle of my neighborhood that's just like needs help and support and like i don't know giving it seems like a no-brainer to me so i i I feel weird being like heralded as some sort of like oh you know it's just like yeah, but that's so commendable that you're doing that. Thank you so much. That's what I'm in it for. <laughs> Thank you. I was that's fishing. What I was aiming for. Um, one of the things that I'm noticing in our schools too is the trauma that these kids go through and how it. There's a really good series in the free press recently that talked all about. It was like some nationally funded series about like trauma in schools and teaching kids who are experiencing different traumas, whether it is the death of a parent or you know their mom is a drug addict or they don't have food or like all these there the variety of trauma is so large and the way that 
every kid reacts to that is individualized. Right. So you might have a kid that's going to like scream and throw tantrums. You might have a kid that's like mute. And so teachers are increasingly challenged with like trying to figure all that out. And when you have concentrations of high poverty schools like you do in Detroit, you have 30 kids in a classroom that could all be suffering from a varying level of trauma. So for one teacher to try to have to address every single one of those things individually, it's near impossible. Yeah, there's not enough time right. in the day. So it's like, that's another reason why like integration into schools and ensuring that all schools have a mix of not just race, but socioeconomic status makes all of that better because totally. those kids can get more individualized attention when it's not 30 kids in a room dealing with a variety exactly. of things. Yeah. So, you know, again, like, you can send your kids to like a nice little mostly white school, you know, that has everything that they could need and beyond. Um, but Which were mostly the schools that I was at. Yeah. <laughs> and know? me too. I mean, like, I mean, I lived in Holland. Yeah. There was, you know, there's, there were different kids of different races there, but everybody kind of just stuck to their own too, which right? is another thing that happens in schools that aren't really, I don't know, invested in like kind of figuring yeah. that aspect out too but it's a very complicated thing and i think it makes it extra difficult for people to participate in this because it's their kid and i can't right. say that like oh i'm just skipping through it's the easiest thing in the world everybody come on I'm like what's your right. problem like there's definitely like mental challenges that i have anxiety that is brought up and just like what we're doing and stuff and so that's another reason why i think i feel weird when people are like oh it's so great what you're doing i'm like oh i'm like clearly like struggling internally <laughs> with some of this stuff still like let's be real here i'm not like this little saint that's just like right. it's the best that, you know yeah. um easy but breezy when i like look at what mags is exposed to it's all positive you know, mm -hmm. for the most part, there's definitely like a couple things where I'm like, and then it also helps you check your nonsense too. Cause I'm like, can I, would I bust in a different situation? If I wasn't entering into this as mindfully as I'm trying to be, I probably would be some sort of like weird parent. That's just like, this is unacceptable and out there, you know, like that kind of thing. So it helps you put yourself in check a little bit too, which I found very helpful to me. Yeah, that's um, but yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I just can't continue to uphold something that I don't think is going to bring value and change to something that desperately needs to be changed. Right. So, but that's just me. Everyone can make their own choices. Yes. We're not here to like, you know, tell anybody what to do. That's <laughs> uh, something that's been on my mind a lot. So I really appreciate this like therapy sesh for me. Yeah. Um, no, so that's, that's awesome. Really and then awesome. you're also like doing a bunch of like community service stuff with your schools too, right? Yeah. So we, um, you know, I've been involved in my neighborhood association. I'm on the board of that. And, and she then, does really good. I have several people who live in her neighborhood and she has welcomed them. Oh, and they're like, Amber's <laughs> doing a great job. Yeah. Um, it does make me feel good that like people who've lived there for a long time, like we have a neighbors who, um, are snowbirds they're like older they've lived in the neighborhood a long time and she just came by and gave me a check for the school and present for the girls and donations for the school and she's like we really appreciate everything that you're doing and i'm like that's nice and it makes me feel like okay i'm doing something right here when like residents detroit residents who've been there a long time are like saying positive things to me because there is always that weight on my mind of like am i being like real white here am i being like extra yeah, am i, am I colonizing this situation am i being like you know but i'm just trying to again be a genuine and authentic and listen and learn and not yeah. take over something you're so. just doing what you think you should be doing well i'm like trying to listen to to people and do what needs to be done based on what they have to say and using my connections and 
things that I have access to to provide the things that they say they need. So it's not like me coming in and being like, this school needs a new <laughs> banner outside and I'm going to get make that happen. It's like, let's talk about like what's needed here and then like let's prov- like work to provide that. Let's mobilize the resources that are like literally surrounding the school. Like these houses that are around the school aren't like, you know, dumpy houses like people who have means live in them and so right. i want to take that means <laughs> and put it into the school yeah. so definitely that's what i try to do i try to um take money from people and put it where it belongs She's the, uh <laughs> yeah but it seems like there's a good group of people who are interested in this with you that aren't just you you know so that you have a good group that you do this yes with. there's a definite um good I've really become friends with a girl who actually grew up in the house across the street from me. And then she lives in a different house in our neighborhood now. Um, And her daughter and son go to the school and she kind of came to the school in the same mindset as I did where her kids were in like a private school. And she was like, this just doesn't feel right. I don't feel like we're really contributing where it needs it the most. And so she and I have been like super tight through this whole thing. And she, she raised like, $5,000 just by asking her Facebook friends over the holidays for like six families in need at the school, like took them all shopping, got them like beds and things that they needed. And so she was just like, this is why I'm here. Like she's feeling very, very positive about it. So, and then like anything, you know, when people are feeling down because things are going to happen at the school or just whatever, where we're all not going to feel like, yeah, we're doing, we're doing it guys. Uh, we're there to pick each other up. So I think it is always important to have a, a crew of people who have your back and are going to be there to like pick each other up and remember like why we're here and, you know, moving forward together. So it's good. So do you have anything going on soon? Any, anything coming up? No. You mean like plug? Facebook chats? Are we doing the niche keys? <laughs> you have a niche key? I do have, have a niche, niche key. Oh, what's your niche key? Both have niche keys. Um, so this is so dumb. My niche key is TV related. I have been re-watching America's Next Top Model on Hulu. Okay. Did either of you watch America's Next Top Model? I like early days. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's another I think just going back and re-watching, especially like well, maybe not especially because RuPaul is not garbage TV by any stretch. It's fabulous, like top quality entertainment. I, I, I truly mean, enjoy it and not know, yes. like haha way. No, yeah. it was so good. But Top Model, I also like really watched like a lot. But I think that is more so haha. It is now, it's especially it was super ridiculous. cheesy because Tyra's like acting the entire time. Oh my god, the yeah. whole thing is a nightmare. Like I didn't really realize how terrible it was until I started rewatching. But now I'm Which like, who started first? What? What do you mean? Top model or drag race? Top, top model, model, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, top yeah. model was like mid 2000s. Okay. Um, and yeah, I watched it a ton. And then it last night it reminded me of uh, I used to also read this um, blog back when reading blogs was a thing. Uh, <laughs> for four rich. Uh, Juziak, I think his name. He, he writes for like Slate and stuff now, but he had this blog where he would post these recaps, and it was like the funniest thing ever. Um, and so I'm like completely going down this like memory lane of like when I watch a show and I message my friend all the time. I'm like, oh my god, it's Mercedes. <laughs> Do you remember Mercedes? Um, <laughs> it's just nuts. And then uh, thinking about like my live journal, I had a live journal oh, in college. Yeah, 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 live yeah. journal. Yes, <laughs> I found that and deleted it. <laughs> uh, I think mine's still out there. I can't somewhere. find mine. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't find it. My friend Shane, who is remarkable at finding things, so if you need him to, he'll he'll do it. I think it's best if mine's just left not found. Yeah. Oh, I found it and deleted it just in case anyone ever found it. Very (laughs) emotional teenagers. It's like, I don't need to find it. Yes. Me at 12 should not have been on the internet. Yes. It um, really, all of that. It was just like a, a show. And this is what I love, like, about pop culture type stuff where it's like something as stupid as like rewatching America's Next Top Model turned into this whole like trip down memory lane of like all of the things sort of around that time when me and my friend would just like watch this show like crazy and then also on top of it rewatching it it was just like so ridiculous yeah like, she's so fat and like weighing each other I mean it's just like all of the most terrible aspects of like and like I understand that this is like what the modeling industry is right. and I think that that's what they used as like an excuse to be like we can be as like shitty as we want because that's what the world is like territory yes and i was just like wow they're really shitty though like it's almost worse than gordon ramsay i think i'd rather be screamed at than have like janice dickinson like freaking telling me i'm like i don't want janice dickinson (laughs) saying anything to me she's a nightmare yeah so yes i highly recommend if america's next time model is in your thing just go back and rewatch something that you watched before i'll never forget when tyra passes out Hmm? but she she pretended she like she walks into the house she's like hey you guys i need to sit down like I'm feeling really lightheaded. And then she passes out, yeah. but it was like the fake. And everyone's thing freaking ever. out. I'm like, one of you believed that? Like, all, a group of you believed yeah, like, her? Was this rehearsed? Like, what's out? going on? It was the worst pass out I've ever seen. I feel like my mom, who has never done anything staged, could do a better <laughs> yeah. fake pass out. Yeah. Oh, God. I would like hilarious. to be on that show just so I could be like the Jim Halpert, uh, like, Contestant, I just like look at the camera. Like, What's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like me in the corner of any reality show, like The Bachelor. Oh my god, if I could go on The Bachelor Ooh. and just sit in the corner and like drink gallon, like have like one of those just disgusting six dollar jugs of wine that you pick up with like yeah. your index finger, <laughs> yeah. just gosling it in the corner and like laughing oh, and making I would fun be of the everyone. Girl in uh, every scene, yeah. It's like that was like the Greek chorus. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so those are my dream jobs is guzzling wine in the corner of The Bachelor or professional karaoke host. So if anyone's got a lock on either of those two things. Please reach out. Yeah. Please write us at our P.O. Box. And yes. then really quick, one last thing about America's Next Time Out. Also, remember the time where she yelled at that woman? Who We're was all like, rooting for you. I don't really you. care. And she's yes. like, how Tiffany, dare you? Tiffany. So I, when I was re-watching America's Next Time Out, I was like, I should really do a podcast that like recaps all of these kind of like, um, have you listened to... Uh, Race Chaser? I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, because no. are you, because you, have you seen Alaska? Yep. Okay, then you should listen to it. I wanted to get past that point and then I just haven't uh, done it yet. So, but, yeah, yeah, they recap all the, and I mean, I obviously wouldn't have that level of insight because they also give all the tea from behind the scenes right. and their own perspective having been contestants. But I'm like, I should totally re- do a podcast that recaps ANTM. And there is one and it's called We Were All Rooting for You, which is what Tyra <laughs> screams at Tiffany. Oh we were all rooting for you. It's the best. <laughs> moment like top five in all tv history yeah reality yeah. tv history was when she screamed at tiffany i live for that kind of Ugh. stuff god i love that i love that kind of stuff do you watch the real housewives i don't that's really one like reality corner that like i've never really i watched okay. like Vamper Pump, have you Pump, tried like, or like you just haven't so i it. i tried um i the only one that i kind of liked was atlanta okay yes the same. rest of them it's like they're really fun people this being like super just 
garbage yeah. bothers me. Okay. Like, I find nothing, like, humorous in it. Although, I did kind of like the Van- Vanderpump when I watched it with you guys for a second after yeah. A Bachelor. Yeah. Well, they're not rich. Well, they're kind of rich now. Like, they have, like, million-dollar homes. Love, uh, so, it's kind of not working the same way it used to. is on yeah. Hulu now, he just told me. And uh, that's when, like, they all clearly had money from this show. But they're all, like, begging for their serving job back <laughs> and it's just like come on yeah. like in this season right now i know for a fact that uh, Jax or jason or whatever the hell his name is is making millions of dollars and he's begging for his job back at sir and i'm just like come on yeah. dude. Like, that show is actually like hilarious because the whole point is that you're supposed to hate them yes. like they're yes. all just horrible well, insufferable people for real housewives of new york new york is hilarious. it is very much so what you That's just said that's the one that with the bethany like. right bethany yes. i do See, I watched that one a little bit when it was like first sort of becoming a thing, but right. I haven't. They gone are horrible, horrible people. Yeah. Like Ramona Singer is one yes. of the worst people ever. She's definitely a Trump supporter. Oh, they all are. Half like they they like the specifically like during one of the reunions they're like asking like who did you vote for? And then the people are like, I don't want to answer. It's like, oh, I think we all know. Who you <laughs> for. Yeah, uh, but she's amazing television she's a horrible person i would never want to be like in a room with her because she would just rip me to shreds but i love safely watching from my house (laughs) but honestly like all the rest of them i'm like okay this was kind of angled like they kind of put you in this situation whereas with ramona i'm like oh no that's just her yeah Yeah. she she just literally literally just like She's got like tunnel vision and she doesn't care about anyone else. Yeah. I, I really kind of want you to watch New York so we can have our own. Group if I had to out. make a recommendation for one Housewives, it would be New York. Yeah. And I did watch it like a little bit way at the beginning because I can picture them. There's the other one that's like very rich with dark hair. Uh, Luann, Countess yeah. Luann. The Countess. Uh, yes. Yeah. I like how that description, very rich with the dark hair. You're like, oh, Luann. Of course. Yeah. I know exactly who you're yes. talking about. The others are just really, really rich. She's very rich yeah. with what the dark hair. What season are you on, Maggie? Me? Um... I am on the season uh, where it's like new people all together. It's only Ramona, Luann, and... Jill? Jill's gone. Oh, Jill okay. Jill left last season. So you're like in five. Yeah. So I'm, Carol and Heather and yes, Aviva. He goes season. deep. Yeah. I love that. Like, so that show I've been watching since high school. So I feel like those are my friends that I'm like, I, I know all about. Yeah. Them. And I'm still like pre 9-11. Like mm-hmm. these women haven't even gone through like New York's uh, drama yet. Yes. And it's going to be really hard for them. I'm sure. Oh, Wait, I'm what? Sure. <laughs> yeah. 9-11 happened in 2001. I... And the house I started in no, no, 2008. No. I thought it was later, earlier than that. No, um, it started in 2008. Yeah, but you oh, don't remember. Okay. Well, you don't remember. They like get it. in a time machine. They go back in time. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's in season 11. Season that's I'm why she's watching, The season I'm watching, it's pre 9/11. <laughs> but no, like these women are like very much so trapped in the past. Then, if it's 2008 when this starts, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Now I'm just upset. <laughs> I might have to kill the whole the thing. Show. Is post 9/11? Oh shit! How many seasons are there? Do I even want to know? I are think you there's like, like 11 oh. now. Oh god! Uh, you're in the my opinion of like the dark ages because Bethany's gone, and then when she came back, it was like thank goodness because she's really fucking funny. But then it got to the point where it's like she is so aware of how much America uh, it, loves it her that, that she sucks so bad. It got to that point in the last in the like, third season? season or so that she was in. But like everyone was on her side when her and Jill had a fight. I don't know. You were on Jill's side? No, I wasn't on either of their sides. The reality. <laughs> you have to be on someone's side. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Pick uh, a side. 
Pick a side. Be Jill, just because. Later, <laughs> later on, uh, Bethany and Carol have drama, and I was living with I Ellie at the time, and I was like, Team Bethany or Team Carol, and we were both Team Bethany. Well, Thank I like Bethany. You had to move out. I, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it's kind of like religious and politics is like if we don't agree. I'm so shocked that this is post 9 11. <laughs> the whole thing is. That is blowing my GD mind. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. I've learned something today. But that's a good niche quiche. I think you'd be really good at doing a recap uh, podcast about uh, like a show that hasn't been on television for 10 yes. years. Like, I think we need that. I would we love do. that. And I, I want to listen to the one out. that exists. And if I don't think it's good enough, I'll do it. Okay. Just despite them. <laughs> They're all rooting for me. <laughs> <laughs> I sure am. Uh. This has been fun. This was a fun episode. How do you feel? It was great. Yeah? This yeah. is really fun. It's fun to talk yeah, to you. Yes, yeah, I'm on the is... couch. We're talking. It's wonderful. Yeah. I feel Producer like I learned a lot, especially about karaoke. Mm-hmm. I feel very empowered. I want you to try it. Yeah. If you want. You don't have to. But if you I want to try it. I only want to do it when I do it. I'm my serious turn. now. Yeah. My turn. On yeah. the pod, Amber, we are setting a date in next month Okay. for a karaoke basement party. Yes. And we're Please. definitely going to go to Drag Queen Bingo. Yes. yes. We'll reserve a table. Please. There's That'll two, be fun. Two events that we have to plan post pod. Happy to. <laughs> yes, I'd love that. Happy to. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I don't have anything to plug. I'm a mom. I sit my ass around and wait for moments like this to just appear. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will have you back. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.